HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries at ChooseCherries.com. It's time for lunch. Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and sometimes playing with your food. Each episode, we're covering a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Tune in for food, fun, and flavor. We have a very special guest here for lunch today, and it's up to you to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. Ready? Are you a fruit, vegetable, animal, or object? I'm an animal. Do you live in the water or on land? I live on land, and sometimes I live underground. How big are you? Very small. I could fit on your finger. I think I have an idea. Are you an insect? Yes! Last week's episode was all about pollinators, bugs that help feed us by transporting pollen that plants need to share between one another in order to grow and produce fruits and vegetables. Today... We're still bugging out, but we're leaving the world of pollinators to learn about eating bugs. Eating bugs? Have you ever eaten a bug? Yep. I've eaten dried crickets a few times, and last summer I ate dried mealworms. What did they taste like? The dried crickets I've eaten were prepared with spices, kind of like uh, you would have on a tortilla chip or in a snack mix. So they were super crunchy on the outside with chili powder that added spice. Inside, they were sort of uh, acidic or tangy like lemons or limes. I actually really like them a lot. And I heard that your daughter Moxie, who we all hear from a lot on the show, likes to eat bugs. She sure does. When she was just a baby, we hosted a dinner at the Brooklyn Kitchen all about eating insects. And before she could even speak, she leaned over and ate a live squirming mealworm right out of my hand. Somehow she knew it was food. (laughs) Now, some of us in the U.S. might not be used to eating insects, but enjoying a little bug snack is pretty normal in many other parts of the world. I can't wait to learn more about snacking on creepy crawlies. But first, some jokes.
What do spiders eat at a picnic? Corn on the cobweb. Where does a bee wait for a ride? At the bus stop. Big thanks to our friend Max in Saugerties, New York, for sending us those jokes. Now it's time for our question of the day. Mealworms aren't actually worms. What are they? The answer to this question is somewhere in the episode, so listen carefully. This summer, I was lucky enough to sit down and speak with two experts in the world of edible insects. Wendy Lou McGill is a bug farmer based in Colorado. She calls her farm a micro-ranch. It's like a teeny tiny version of what you might imagine when you think of a typical farm. The micro-ranch is really an indoor farm, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a greenhouse for bug. Um, Well, we are focusing right now on mealworms, which are not worms. They're actually the larva of a beetle, and I like to call them molitos, and I brought some for you guys to try. Wendy Lou was nice enough to bring me a bag of her dried, roasted mealworms. I think they tasted like toasted sunflower seeds. I took some home to sprinkle on top of my salads. I asked Wendy how she cares for her mealworms back at the micro ranch. They live in um, a bed of of grains that is also their food. And then they get their water from, uh, we feed them root vegetables, so they don't need another water source. Um, And then the other thing that we're testing is how much percentage of their feed, what they're eating, could be um, food waste. One of the coolest things about insect farming is that it actually benefits the environment by allowing farmers like Wendy Liu to recycle what would usually be food waste in order to feed her insects. Traditional farming, think cows, pigs, and chickens that you might find in front of you at dinner, can cause lasting damage to the environment. For many reasons, if adventurous eaters like us were open to eating insects a few times a week instead of meat, that could really make a difference in the health and well-being of our planet. Plus, like Wendy Lou says, they're pretty scrumptious. When we were farming crickets, uh, we were getting this beautiful um, corn mash from a distillery after they were done with it, and, um, and it really uh, gave a sweeter taste to the cricket. Thank you, Wendy Lou McGill, for teaching us about your micro ranch. We're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. It's still time for lunch when we get back. Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries at ChooseCherries.com. Welcome back to Time for Lunch. Today, we're snacking on some squirmy little critters. That's right, we're back to exploring the world of edible insects. Another bug expert I wanted to introduce you to is David George Gordon. David George is also known as the Bug Chef. More than 20 years ago, he published the Eat a Bug Cookbook, and with that, introduced the idea of insect eating to many curious eaters. David George has also studied cultures around the world where eating insects is as common as eating toast. The yuck factor for those of us who are new to bug snacks is because it's not part of our particular food tradition. 
It's interesting to me, you know, we basically eat what our parents or our grandparents gave us. And there are very few people, at least uh, European descent, who have had people give them bugs. So it's not, it's a learned skill, even like, how do you do this? Do I leave the wings on the locust? We don't know. So there's a, there's a high curb there in getting people excited about eating whole insects. It's not part of their diet. What's your favorite food? Maybe someone else's is grasshopper. It's a, like any other comfort food. They, this is what mom used to make. Um, so I think there's a little, little degree of catching up that we Westerners need to do. That fun fact that 80% of the world's cultures eat insects is kind of humbling. We're in that 20% that thinks it's odd or gross or whatever. And, you know, face it, we're the weirdos in this equation. Whether you eat insects or not, let's all try not to yuck each other's yum. You can learn a lot about a new friend, their family, and their culture by being open about what they like to eat. You're so right. There are lots of foods that I thought were totally gross when I was younger that I love now, like blueberries. Can you imagine? I didn't like blueberries. I've learned a lot by trying new things. You know what? I'm thinking instead of a dance break this week, I'm going to do a song break. Now, there's a very silly song about eating worms that my mom and I used to sing when I was a kid just to get our sillies out. And we've actually been singing it a lot these days. So for your enjoyment is me, my mom, Harry and Moxie and Frank singing, I'm going to go eat worms. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. Big ones, skinny ones, little itty bitty ones. See how the big ones squirm. Bite their heads off, suck their juice out, throw their skins away. Nobody knows how I can live on worms three times a day. Hey! I hope everybody had a nice dance break, and I hope you liked our singing. Now let's learn some more fun facts about edible insects. The scientific term for eating insects is entomophagy. Experts estimate that there are between 1 and 2,000 types of insects eaten around the world. That includes 235 butterflies and moths, 344 beetles, 313 kinds of ant, bees and wasps, 239 grasshoppers, crickets and cockroaches, 39 termites, and 20 dragonflies, as well as cicadas, and in some places, they even eat spiders like the tarantula. Yum, yum. If you're curious about eating insects, it's important to know where they come from. Going outside to harvest your own crickets might sound like a lot of fun, but because insects love spending time on farms and in gardens, they've often eaten dangerous chemicals that are used to keep bugs and weeds away, and they can make you sick. So check out insect farms like Wendy Lou's. With the help of your favorite grown-up, you can order her insects online from Rocky Mountain Micro Ranch. The website is rmmr.co. And like anything else, you can be allergic to eating insects, especially if you're allergic to shellfish like lobster and crab. And World Edible Insect Day is on October 23rd, so mark your calendars and eat some bugs. We have a bug-themed recipe for you from some new friends. Hi, I'm Miley Carpenter, editor of Food Network magazine, and I'm here with my daughter, Ellery. We're from New York City. Did you know that people have been eating ants since the 1950s? Well, not real ants, but something called ants on a log, where ants are made of raisins. 
This classic treat is fun and so easy to make. You just fill a celery stalk with peanut butter and raisins, and that's it. It looks just like ants on a log. You can create your own version of this snack by topping the celery with any spread and something small, like dried fruit or snack mix. Just don't forget to name your new creation because that's the fun part. Ants on a ranch is celery filled with a mix of cream cheese and ranch dressing and topped with peas. Berries on a branch is celery with cookie butter and blueberries. How about ladybugs on a log? That's celery topped with strawberry cream cheese and dried cranberries. Maybe you'd like beans on a stalk with guacamole and black beans. Or can you guess what fish in a stream is? That's celery topped with hummus and goldfish pretzels. Here's one last idea. Pigs in a pen. Celery, pimento cheese, and bacon. Yum. Have fun creating your own Ants on a Log remix. The options are endless. Thank you, Miley and Ellery. My daughter Moxie and I made some of these, but we used real fried crickets instead of raisins. At the beginning of the episode, we asked, Mealworms aren't actually worms. What are they? And the answer is... It's actually the larva of a beetle. So for recommendations this week, I wanted to tell our listeners about a really great resource from Edible Schoolyard, which is, if you're not aware, a really amazing organization that brings gardens to schools and uses them to educate young folks like you. And they have some amazing at-home activities. If you ever wanted to start a garden... In your house, even if you don't have outdoor space, they make it super easy. So go to edibleschoolyardnyc.org and you can search for their food scrap gardening activity. We'll also share that on our Facebook. All you need is some food scraps like the end of celery or carrot or scallions and a glass of water. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more tasty stories. You can find more fun recipes for kids in Miley's new book, Food Network Magazine's Big Fun Kids Cookbook, available wherever books are sold. This show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering by Liam Werner. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Time for Lunch is powered by Simplecast. And please stay in touch. As you've heard, we love getting jokes and recipes from our listeners. So ask your favorite grown-up to help you record yourself using the Voice Memo app on an iPhone, or you can just take a video. You can email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Please be sure to include your name, age, and your address so we can send you a little something in return. <laughs>